biggest malls. <laughs> biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see? Just regulated. Yeah, they're really having regulate. a hard time. They're they're in trauma. But the bed bugs and the lice. Mm. Because it used to be us in the thick of it. You can make a living and make money, but also do well for others. Especially with the first house, we really truly made them our family and integrated them into our lives. What were some of the challenges? Did you like working with me? This is the Unleash Your Purpose podcast. All right, welcome to Unleash Your Purpose with your host, me, Ryan Centers. And I have a very special guest, my wife. <laughs> of 17 years clearly our style is very uh similar mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm like in slippers and a in a what is this an ohana hoodie ohana hoodie we have all merch for days yep and then you're in your pleather and biggie smalls <laughs> biggie 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 can't you see yes uh so sarah we're our bedroom is right next door to our podcast studio we'd like to make it sound more exclusive than it really is yeah and uh, we were getting ready this morning, or I was been ready for hours, and you were getting ready minutes ago. And uh, I was like, hey, look, I shaved for today. <laughs> and I said, oh. And then I said, well, what's different about me? Something's been different since Wednesday, two days ago. Two days ago. I was like, is it the Botox? <laughs> no, it wasn't the Botox. Was it your hair color, lashes? He mentioned my weight. I Oh, did you lose weight? You, oh, you look good. You lost weight. She's getting more and more pissed as this time goes by. I guess supposedly she cut her hair days ago and it was a small trim. No, it was like <laughs> eight to ten inches okay, well. of hair gone. <laughs> and only three people have noticed in two days. Oh, I forgot to put my wedding rings on. Uh, only three people have noticed and you've gone days without saying a and word. You, and I shaved this morning and you didn't even notice either. You shave weekly. Okay. You shave weekly. <laughs> okay. Well, we want to talk today as we're getting ready to launch our, our podcast about us doing business together. Yes. As a couple, as a family in business together. And how people always ask, how in the world did we get started in this journey? And uh, we thought we would say, hey, check out this podcast. You can hear about it. Yeah. Do you want me to start? Sure. Start? That'd be great. Okay. So we started um, Ohana. We had our four kids. We were living in um, a four-bedroom house. And I've always been pretty entrepreneurial, trying to find a side hustle. Our whole marriage, what, I've had four jobs at one time? Yeah, yeah. at least three, minimum. Yes. So I've always been trying to hustle to to make more W-2 income. But I always wanted, and I was always very focused on starting a nonprofit. And I was very social justice focused and trying to help um, different kids. I remember our first, when we first moved to this house that we ended up starting Ohana out of, I thought, hey, maybe the best way we could really unify our marriage was me. I found a homeless kid on the side of the street uh, and I was really excited about this opportunity to be able to, to help start a youth center and this kid needed help and I don't know what was going through my head. You were already in the community talking to various leaders about after school programs or different things. And mm -hmm. then you found a homeless teen and you were like, I will save you. Yes. And so I was I, I, two I, weeks postpartum two week, of yeah. giving birth to Maddox. Yep. So she, we had four kids under the age of four, under four. And, you know, you had your baby. We had our son. <laughs> Everything was great. So it was time to bring in. 
a homeless a stranger, a, str- a homeless stranger. And <laughs> he didn't have his ankle bracelet on anymore. That was good. So at two weeks postpartum, I was up all night, not just because my son needed nursing, but because there was a strange boy in our house sleeping on our couch. Okay. And I had no idea. I thought he was going to shank us. In the okay, middle of the you're night. being overdramatic, but just to be clear, I got to know this kid for days. He didn't have a family. I thought we could get him into a shelter, try to find a home for him. It was like two or three days. And then you found out he was 19 (laughs) and was using you. You know what? Those are the details we don't need to talk about. Those are the learnings that you do that sometimes you don't bring the craziness into your house. So and at least the passion propelled me to do something. But it was probably one of the dumbest things we could have done for our family and me. Absolutely. And I'm surprised you didn't leave me at that time. I'm surprised I didn't either. (laughs) This is is where all my PTSD comes from. Yeah, she has a lot of PTSD from all these years Uh of church planting and ministry. And foster care. And foster care. So we've done this for 10 years. And we we brought in this kid. Fast forward now. We... uh, were church planters at the time. That church plant ended up transitioning into a nonprofit that we ended up starting a single mom shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, got this amazing group of community around us, and we served probably 20 single moms and their kids um, in this house, and it was a beautiful thing. Yes. And we had, but at the same time, we were struggling to make enough money. We had four kids. Actually, at that point, we had. Pima as well. Our yeah, other we had daughter. five kids. She had five kids in our home. And I was like, how do I create this vision that I have for our life and create revenue and money that we can be able to support ourselves? And I worked in group homes um, as a youth advocate, kind of like a counselor for kids. And I would go into these group homes and I saw how they operated. And I was like learning about how this all worked. And I, I watched, okay, they had eight, 10 kids in a home. The staff were providing a home for them. But what I noticed about these group homes is it was so sterile. There was nothing on the walls. The The staff were just sitting down, not super engaged with the kids. And they just feels like they were housing kids, not creating family. And I thought for our family, one of the biggest and most important things for us was that we want to create a sense of family and love for our kids. So then we started saying like, well, what if we just start our own group home that we can create a sense of family for our kids? And uh, that's kind of how the dream was started. And we also knew we thought our family is full at yes. five. We knew our house is full. Mm-hmm. Um, we still want to continue to serve kids in the foster care community. Um, but how do we do that outside of our home? Absolutely. And I had a big mantra for me. I was so big into um, church world nonprofit that I said I could not make any money. I just had to suffer. But then I also started to realize that, no, you can actually do well and do good, that you can make a living and make money, but also do well for others. Mm -hmm. And that has become kind of the recurring theme in our life. So um, we started to kind of brainstorm together. We were in Las Vegas. We went to Las Vegas. We could only afford to do a uh, we drove to my parents' house in Kingman. Yep. The parents watched the little babies and we went to see the Blue Man Group for Ryan's birthday. It was like an early birthday surprise or something. Yeah. And we spent a day in Las Vegas before driving back to Kingman. And we started brainstorming names for our business. For our business and what it was going to be. Ohana Adventures was a was, top was one of the top ones. Yeah. So we wanted to, our original thought was like create adventure for kids. 
But we knew Ohana was so important and signified what we were about. Yes. Because Ohana means family. Family means no one's left behind or forgotten. And Drew was Stitch. Yes. Our son Drew was Stitch. So So we have an uh, adopted son, Drew. He's a terror <laughs> and a lover, just like Stitch is. Yeah. So we always called him Stitch, and we that was so deep for, within us. Yeah. Um, so we kind of landed on the name Stitch, or Stitch, Ohana. <laughs> And we knew, okay, now um, what's next? So then I just started grinding, trying to get to know other people in the space. It's like I wanted to learn from them and I would just start meeting with other um, agencies and group home leaders and just trying to get proximity to these people because I needed to learn how to do this business and to make it happen. Um, so we started making some connections uh, we ended up host uh, going to a meeting with the state mm -hmm. um, that were saying how to become licensed and contracted with the state. In the meantime, we put our home on the market because we were mm -hmm. building a house um, by a school yeah. uh, to get into like a better neighborhood for our kids in their school. And we put our house on the market because we knew selling that we were going to take that money and go find a home to turn right. into a group home. Yeah, because we wanted to have we knew we wanted to have real estate. Mm -hmm. So for us live in a home and then go take a primary residence and keep moving. And that's kind of what we have done in building up our real estate portfolio is continue to stay in a house for a year or two um, and be able to then use it as a primary residence for your next house. Yeah, we ended up, well, we were trying to sell it and then we realized, oh, this is a perfect house to create a group home. Absolutely. So we it ended up, we took it off the market Mm -hmm. And it was a great um, investment for us down the road, for sure. So we ended up uh, uh, meeting with the state, um, figuring out how to get contracted and how to get licensed, which is very complicated. Uh, anything getting involved with the state is way more challenging than you ever imagine. It's I love the work, but you have to be prepared. There is so much legislation, statutes, rules. Loops to jump through. Oh, the hoops and <laughs> the, it probably took us eight months to be able to get from idea, from inception of the idea in mm. Vegas to opening up and having our first kid in the home probably took eight months. And uh, one of the biggest things we had to do is actually go to the city and turn our home and zone it to become a group home. Yeah. So uh, we had to put sprinklers in, fire alarms, um, we had to make sure that it wasn't within certain proximity of other homes. That's when you actually found out that down the street from us, there was a home, yes. but it was like an adult home. So we were still able to zone ours. Yep. And I think all in just doing those renovations to put the sprinklers in was probably about fifteen to $20,000. Yeah. And we had about five grand in our bank account. Yep. So, you know, that's enough. <laughs> so we, we are big Dave Ramsey people. Mm -hmm. But we probably didn't follow the Dave Ramsey way when starting our business. Uh, no, but it was what a great you ever approved us to. So we we ended up balance transferring multiple credit cards to pay for the renovations. That's right. Yeah, we got a loan from a family member. We did have good credit, so that helped us. Oh yes, yeah, we had good credit. credit. But we ended up making it work. We just figured it out. Yeah. Um, because we had to show the state that we had enough money to make it work. Um, and then and then we paid everyone back. Absolutely. So we started our we moved out in our launched our first group home in 2016. Yes, we were a business December of 2015. Yep. But it took about the four first kid moved mark. in. 
Our April first kid moved in, yeah. Of 2016. And I was a professor at a college down the street. So I was working ten, um, full time mm-hmm. um, and also worked in the second job. Because for me, I'm always going to make sure my family is supported. And I never want to start something. I need to make sure the money is coming in before I jump. So I'd rather continue to grind and uh, make it work and straddle both both things as best I can before going all in. But the group home became my full time job. Yes, it did. So I was the <laughs> group home. She was manager. a teacher, very qualified. Yeah. You know, five kids clearly but had I a lot of time on your hands. It was the first time we had ever used daycare. I was oh, terrified. Yeah. Um, and come to find out for good reasons, the daycare wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> Why? I first lady wasn't. The names. No, that first lady was wonderful. That was a different preschool. I'm talking about the chain that mm. they like have a kid or two do like artwork and then they like put it up on the wall and the teachers do the rest of the artwork and they say <laughs> the kids did it, but really the kids are just wandering aimlessly. It was super great. But, um, I was the group home manager. We got a good friend of ours, longtime friend of ours that had been in ministry with us to also yeah. be a manager. And I was paying the bills. I was doing everything and you were doing the, the program state side. Part. Yes. Yeah. So I we kind of divided things up. I was in charge of kind of the operations of the business, of the uh the kind of the programs getting connected with with the state the contracts and and i was writing all the service plans and the monthly progress reports and the oh i remember the first day we went into there was a big military um kind of institution here in arizona that has hundreds of kids and then one back in the day they were trying to get these kids out of that into family-like homes like our group home yeah so that first week in april they said hey come on over and it was like which kids do you want? It was so sad. Like going to pick from a puppy litter. Oh, but I was so we would go there and I met with all these boys and interviewed them because, OK, I'm bringing in a 10 kids. And what's the milieu going to look like? What how can we help serve these kids the best and make sure that they don't trigger each other and all that? And that day I brought home six kids um, that ended up being with us for the Her. first kids for years. Yeah. Um, Some of them two years. Yeah. And one of the kids actually ended up becoming our, we adopted. Our son. Another one got adopted. Yeah. A few of them were able to. It was a beautiful thing. So what was some of the challenges? Did you like working with me? It was a great experience. Well, it's still a great experience. It's Well, yeah, I guess we're still going. Mm -hmm. Um, I think having spent time in doing ministry together as youth group leaders, we thought it was going to be kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's actually much more sad and heavy. And I yeah. think that especially with the first house, we really truly made them our family and integrated them into our lives. And so we broke a few rules, but um, I would have them over. We did Thanksgiving together. I cooked a terrible meal and uh, we one of the of kids, kids who were loved it. Uh, a couple of kids who are black kids and they wanted to say, hey, Sarah, can you make uh, mac and cheese? When she makes craft mac and cheese, that's not the mac and cheese that they wanted. But they were so gracious. And... Oh, I put it in a crock pot. All the noodles floated to the top. <laughs> it oh, it nasty. was horrendous. But then your I... cooking has improved. Oh, mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Duh-uh. <laughs> it's so much better. Regardless, we uh, it was a wonderful experience. And I think even our five kids at home, um, they became... it, 
it was the first time that they just started adapting to like, oh, this is our work, but it's also not. This is serving. This is a ministry. Yeah, I remember probably two highlights for me is one, we had one kid in our home um, who was like a sophomore, wanted to play football. And we would get him there to the high school football practice. And he had his first game and the whole group home gets there. Sarah and I are there with all of our kids and we're just cheering him on. He may have been on the sidelines most of the game, but the moment he got to kick the uh, the kicker and and kick the ball, uh, he had the loudest cheering section section, yeah. and he had so much pride and hugged us afterwards and um, did great that season. And letting kids be normal kids was probably the joy of our lives. Or taking the kids to um, ca- uh, California, Campbell. we hosted our first vacation. We didn't have any money. We like we weren't getting paid at all. Mm-mm. But we said, hey, these kids need a vacation. Every family needs a family vacation. So let's figure out a way. So we went to Camp Land, which is this awesome RV campground. Park RV park slash campground. Yeah, it has a bay. It has a, a jetty. Yeti? Jetty, a Yeti. Jetty. I think it's a Yeti. I think it's Jetty. Okay. It's J-E-T-T-Y. Jetty that you walk out and you go fishing off of. It has a pool and a spa. They have barbecue spots. It is like it's going back to the nineteen fifties. Yeah, it's wonderful. And we brought we would we rented out two camp campsites. The kit we all got a bunch of tents and we camped out. Went to SeaWorld and saw um, Shamu. And (laughs) when he's in that tank, he just smiles right at you. (laughs) The smile on his face was just priceless. The fin curled over means he's he's happy. So sad. <laughs> so, to this day, to this day, I'm like, oh, kids, he's smiling. I'm like, he's like, I think he's depressed. He's not moving. No, kids, he likes that. <laughs> that means he's waving at you. Okay, but I would <laughs> okay, say <sorry. laughs> one of the things that saved us, I think, in starting our business was that we found a company that was like. 20 years ahead of us. Yes. We found a company. They had been in the group home world maybe like 15 to 20 years. Mm. I don't know. Much older. And And how we got a hold of them is I started cold calling agencies. I found a piece of paper. I said, can I subcontract with you? Because we had a home. I was paying the bills. We didn't have a license. We had a license, but no contract with the state. And the only way to get in the game was to subcontract. And so no, 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 no. And then this one guy said... Fine, I'll meet with you. So we got dressed up, ran over and across town. And they interviewed town. us because they didn't know if they would want oh, to work a psychologist with us or not. and Biggie Smalls. How could you say no? <laughs> <laughs> but so I would say we paid them monthly for a year to mentor us, mm-hmm. and that I would say was probably one of the biggest invents investments we could have made starting yeah. because not only did we they teach us how to like cutthroat, do all the things and all the things that the state expects, but they walked us through hard things and we can still call each other today and answer questions for each other. Yeah, I probably say that is probably one of the biggest things that made us successful. Successful. I agree. Was that uh, one, yeah, they taught you how to do compliance. Mm -hmm. So we're like dialed in with compliance. Um, the they mentor us, was. They hooked us up with companies company. that helped with bills and other various things. They helped us things, learn how to receipts. do payroll. I mean, we had our first eight employees. Like, what do you even do? So we found a company that would would help do a lot of the HR processes for us, so our employees could get benefits, but also um, do the taxes and things yeah. like that. Because you cannot screw up taxes. You cannot screw up. And payroll. then the finances. They were they were so. Um, helpful and rigorous of like how to make sure that 
Our business accounts say business, that our personal accounts say personal, and there was never ever commingling of funds. That when you had to, you'd write a check to yourself and make sure there was a journal entry and things were so crystal clear and above reproach. So because every year we get audited yeah. and if we want to have a long-term legacy business, you got to make sure those things are right. And to this day, I have their their um, their voices in my head yeah. of like, hey, even now we have, I don't know, 10 business accounts or more. And it gets complicated, but we never like commingle funds or lend to each other because it has to be so um, like keep the veil where it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think finding, I mean, thank God you happen to call them, but finding someone that has such high integrity and then learning from that mm -hmm. and then knowing that we want to follow. Um, we brought in the faith aspect and that was different for them. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were I unapologetic. We're yeah. Unapologetic about our faith <laughs> and like, it throws people <laughs> off. Yeah. And But you know what? Oh, that's okay. And so I think yeah. there are some things they learned from us as well yeah. and are trusting that the Lord will provide or come through with certain things. Mm -hmm. And he has shown up in lots of ways over the years. It's been a testament. To Absolutely. And what I loved is thinking back, like we paid them every month and sometimes you have to pay to play. Mm -hmm. So for me in business, the it's worth paying for to help expedite your learning curve. Absolutely. Because we could have just figured it out and been clunky and it would have taken us two years. Um, but being able to make that investment and having that mentorship was beyond um, helpful and helped expedite our growth that now two years later after our first one, we could add our second home, our third home. Now we're at our 40th home and we're if not the biggest, one of the biggest providers in the state. And our mentors that were, um, that mentored us, mm -hmm. we actually ended up acquiring their company just a year ago. So we took over their company and all of their team members and employees. They're, and they in, they're in the retirement stage of their yes. life and Ryan's like, I got years, let's yeah. go. I may be balding, but I still got a lot <laughs> of energy left. Yes. Yeah, you do. So watching, uh, and I was just talking to him this morning about some other stuff. So it's like a long-term friendship that continues on. Yeah. And that was definitely well worth it and helped us be successful. Yeah. What did you think of a, how was it, how did we balance, how did you balance being a mom and a business owner? And how did we, do you think we did it well? Like, turn, like I feel like now, eight years later, we turn off business in our brain a little bit, or maybe it's just like so integrated into our life. We talk about it, but it's not like, stop talking about the kids. Stop talking about the, the, the business. Stop, stop answering the phone at home. Yeah. I think, I think at the beginning, especially starting up, we knew like when you're all in and it's, it's all hands on deck. And so I think at the very beginning, we did get a lot of phone calls. We were working, a lot more. Um, yeah. There were times where I would be at the house with our kiddos so that Ryan could go drive to an emergency or vice versa. And so I think we were really heavily in it in the first few years. And, um, you know, we adjusted our holidays and did different things so that our kids could do some things, but then we were working. Because yeah. um, we and, always wanted every holiday to be like 
our kids in our group homes were our our extended family. Yes. So they Christmas Eve was with our Ohana kids and our Ohana family, but we still wanted to keep our own nuclear family and our own family a little bit still sacred the best we could. Yeah, the best we could. And I think there were parts of it where we knew like our kids have a good life. And so mm-hmm. if we miss a thing or two, like at their school or whatever it yeah. was, they're going to be okay. Um, because in the big picture, we're dealing with kids that have had very hard upbringings or don't have parents at all. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of shifted. But we also were, as time went on, really careful. I stepped out of being in the home because I was driving to many court cases, doctor's appointments. I was like doing the nitty gritty work of being a mom, but yeah. also a mom at home. And I think that was really taxing on me. Yeah. And very so that draining. was like when we first started, we were just like all in and doing every single detail thing. And we had to kind of, we had eight employees, but they were all just as green as we were. And it was like, we're all together. But as time went on and us getting mentored, we knew, okay, we have to pull ourselves out and work back. on the business, help give oversight, yes. help support be the mom and dad, but have a manager that we can communicate with that that person is in charge of that house. <laughs> and that person maybe doesn't have kids or isn't married and can do the 11 o'clock at night yeah. phone calls. Like for me, after I had to go do another overnight, that means from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., I'm awake checking on these kids because that's what the contract requires, then go to teach a class at the college afterwards trying to wash my face and get to teach. That was very challenging. And after doing a number of those, I was like, all right, we got to figure this out for our own sanity and for yeah. my own kids. I did an overnight once or twice too. It was, and miserable. then in the morning I would drive over and take the kids to school and then go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. And we're like, no more of this. Yeah. So we, I mean, you do what you got to do. You got to grind and you got to make it happen. But the sooner you can invest in your staff and I, I remember those Friday nights just praying that that overnight staff would oh, not please, call off. Please. That's the difference with this business. <laughs> it's like this business is 24 seven. Yeah. You are have a million like you have 24 seven staff coverage. 365 days. Yeah. There's no stopping. Off. So you have to always have that person on. And we didn't have to live in staff. They were like they work shifts. Yeah. So eight to 10 hour shifts and to make it happen. And we had a lot of young young people who are highly passionate, um, but they also got sick a lot yeah. on Friday nights. What well, go figure. I mean, so why crazy. does the stomach bug always come on Friday nights? So I don't crazy. know. It just is a sneak. It sneaks up on you. Sneaks up on you. <laughs> it just kills me. Uh, but I would say, though, that there were times I did not like working with you. Oh. Um, especially in the first probably four to five years. Well, that sounds like a long time, but I would say <laughs> one, of my, <laughs> one of my least, one of my most favorite things is that we were a partnership. We were on mission together. We mm. we're like very much have the same values and like plan and yeah. expectancy for Ohana. However, I felt like an employee mm. and there were times where you would ask me to do something or this or that. And depending on how you spoke the words to me, it mm. felt like I was an employee versus your partner or your co-founder. And I still yeah. have issues today that come up yeah. um, because now I'm pretty far removed. Um, yep. But I'm also like, I don't want to be forgotten. However, there were some times where it was pretty rough with you because we had to find that balance of like, when are we talking as 
coworkers? And when are we talking as husband and wife or as parents? Do you remember any times when that got really intense? Oh, I mean, there was a lot of, I cried so much. <laughs> I, she I cried, cried all the tears out of her. I cried all the tears out of me. I was like a dead stone for a very long time. Um, I'm not That's even kidding. It's a heart then of stone. Then I became stone for a while. <laughs> I know. We've taken our terms being a heart of stone, um, which is sad, but it's true. Uh, you kind of have to be stone with some of these stories. So yeah. Heavy stories and then heavy lives. And yeah, I, I guess as I probably got more competent and confident in the business and I saw what the potential that we had. Yeah. And I probably did see you. I we were a partnership, but I thought I knew the best mm. and yeah. it probably wasn't good. I think you still think that about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I know best. <laughs> I know the answers. I know. I, I'm pretty. I mean, I've, I, I'm confident of the game plan and of the blueprint that we're, we're creating. Yeah. And also I can't really use, I don't have much to use against you anymore because at the beginning of it, I was doing so much of the dirty work, like behind the, the scenes. Remember the bed bugs? Oh, oh don't even God. remind me. Like I'm like the person moving ten, furniture. 10 beds and one kid brought in from a visit, brought in bed bugs. And it was nasty. Oh gosh, I forgot about. And we the had to like. Bugs. And you, you ever seen a bed bug w walking around? I have. I have. It is. It makes you oh, feel nasty. I have, <laughs> I have like, goosebumps right now. You had to vacuum it up, it. and like, and then we had to get all of it, everything out, and try to heat up the whole place or the lice outbreak. Oh gosh. <laughs> gosh. That freaks you out. That that oh, freaks gosh, you out. My head's <laughs> itchy. Oh, it's so much. I can't even. <laughs> I have never. I mean, I'll take a broken window or like having to restrain a kid because over he's over like I've had to restrain hundreds of kids because they're emotionally like dysregulated. Yeah, they're they really having regulate. a hard time. They're they're in trauma. But the bed bugs and the lice mm. or having another polar pop in that damn van that they don't pick up. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, pick up your crap, kids. Yeah, or the staff not caring. Mm. You go into an inspection and the staff haven't done what they're supposed to. Or they're on their phone. Oh, that bothers Ooh. me too. <laughs> or I look at the cameras and they're trying to take a nap. I'm like, at night, I go, uh-uh. Yeah. I call them up at 2 a.m. Wake up and go mop. <laughs> we had the best overnight staff. She was the lady in our neighborhood that I met. Um, we were doing ministry and I actually, we are church and nonprofit built a wall around their backyard for them because dogs were getting in. It was in a low income area. And uh, she mopped and cleaned like nobody's business. She was mama bear. She was a mom. She did it and she cooked good food. Mm, good food. Yes. Yes. So do you so still no. feel like an employee? No, now, because now. I quit every now and then. <laughs> every she few years, I retire. <laughs> yeah, she's quit Ohana three times uh, or retire. I retire. But now the website, you still are on the website. But I would say you, I always step back in when there is a need. Absolutely. I'm at every event. When we started to scale, um, because you were, I mean, you were raising kids. We had a, a really busy life. Yeah. And we went from, you were pretty involved till we had about five homes, right? Five to seven homes. Once we got to like 50 employees. Yeah, because I helped start the DDD home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I actually really loved the DDD side. Yeah. Um, Those are ad adults and kids with special needs with developmental disabilities. The state actually asked us 
to because we had this expertise working with kids with um, special needs. And they said, we we need homes where they're not like they're smaller, that they're more family like. They're not with 10 boys that are going to beat them up and be bullies because they. So that was a whole new separate business, separate contracts, a whole different government agency, all different rules. Um, that and we that took about a year and, and a half. Went to, to go get learn. Into. Yeah. Yeah. A new new line of business, a new line of ministry. And we got into that about two to two and a half years later. We found someone to help mentor us. We oh, yeah. got the paperwork together. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. They drafted all that paperwork for us. Yeah. And it's like for me as like, like, like before we do our own thing, I want to imitate. I want to get information from somebody. Yeah. Imitate it and then there's no it. reason if it's already existing everywhere, there's no reason to recreate the wheel. So what we do is we find someone to learn from, but mm-hmm. then we add our Ohana flair into yep. it, I would say. And then I think now as being a much more mature organization that we've almost innovated and created our own. Yeah. And then watching years later, I someone says, hey, I saw your website online and I went and looked it up and it's literally our <gasps> Every one, right. all of our information, our logo, just a different name. Yeah. Every single thing we've written out, all our policies and procedures, someone ripped our stuff and yep. now is just imitating us. Yep. And that's probably happened like four or five times now. Yeah. That, I mean, I guess, I guess, what is that? Plagiarism is the best form of flattery or something. Yeah. Or... or- Copying, imitation, imitation, imitation. Okay, <laughs> Professor Centers, plagiarism. Don't you dare, don't you dare plagiarize. I can, I can spot chat GBT anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, my gosh. imitation is the best form of flattery. So when these businesses imitate us, it's very, uh, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way at first, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing my thing. But also that taught us to like, Point our, yeah, totally. I know. It's ours. And then when everyone, now people want to consult with us in regards to that. And we're like, all right, well, you're going to have to pay. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm not, yeah. This this information ain't free anymore. My time for (laughs) coffee chats, I used to do a lot of coffee meetups with people people that just wanted to learn. No, I don't got time for that. Or, and I'm like, at this point, we had had six kids. Mm -hmm. We were, both working full time, you overtime because you're always doing two or three jobs. And I I can't do any more coffee breaks. And yeah. so if you want to bring your kids and come to my house and be at my house and pick my brain at my home while I'm doing the stuff I need to do, it's fine. Um, I wouldn't do that anymore, but I, I used would. to. Yeah, I would in a different way. Yeah. Through coaching and things like that. But yeah, we now kind of looking towards the future, we have had now we have nine kids in our home mm-hmm. that's a whole nother story mm-hmm. but we have ohana now has 550 employees we had a chance this last year we had a big huge staff meeting yesterday and got to celebrate with all of our staff that we served like 450 foster youth last year uh, 50 special needs adults um, we in December we gave away, gave away two hundred fifty thousand dollars of just bonuses to our staff, um, which was a big honor that we've never been able to do. It's like we had a tiny, we had a little bit of profit, and we're like, okay, how do we? What's the best way? Well, our people is yeah. the best way to do it. So um, we ended up doing that, and it was it it came back to us like these people were really really grateful. I felt like it, and I would say that over time. Um, because it used to be us 
in the thick of it doing a lot of the work. But really, as time has gone on, people have taken ownership of their own group home that they're running. Mm -hmm. They create the ohana within it it's like this one big ohana but each home reflects how we would want it to be run and there wouldn't be 40 homes if we didn't have excellent staff passionate staff doing the work that they're doing because we can't be in the thick of that anymore we can't be in the homes um but to see the managers to see the work that they do to see the way they They love on the kids and yeah watching like their graduations and they're creating these meals yeah and i I what what is the big honor is like now the culture I feel like in our job now is to steward the culture of Ohana is to make sure that that under they understand the values and what we're about Mm -hmm. and we have these pillars of creating family and let kids be kids let them have normal lives and let them create a sense of provide hope hope, yeah like if they're not we're we're like laser focused on that are they doing that really well and then we'll reinforce it like crazy. Yeah. But if they if the staff is violating that, then that, that's where we need to have a conversation. Yeah. And our job now is to really be that for our our team. Yeah. And help drive the vision because we have great a great team now, and we're like, I I don't even necessarily tell you all the vision in my head. <laughs> no, I don't even know where Ohana is gonna go. Like I just I know it's grown, and I know yeah. that it. I mean, 2023, we've, there's just been so many lives that we've impacted as a company. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sky's the limit for you. And I just feel like I go on the ride. Yeah. Now we're looking at kind of diversifying our continuum of care. So we're helping with um, not just providing housing, but our support services. So we have had multiple other contracts that we've gotten with the state um, and also counseling services. Because what we believe is that if you can serve one kid in a deeper way is help them create the Ohana love through their counseling services, through um, when they age out of foster care, that they can have um, case management and have housing for them. That's a huge win. So for us, we want to be able to touch multiple lives and every single different vehicle is a different revenue stream for us um, and helps be able to create more margin for us to be able to expand. Um, so I, I mean, I'm sure we'll be in multiple states in a couple of years here. Okay. And state statewide. Well, we're already statewide, but multiple states. We'll see what else the Lord has. And she and I are ready provides. to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, babe, for coming on the show. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm thank, so happy thank to you be for here. coming out of our be- our bedroom. bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, until next week, I'm sure she'll be a guest again. Oh, yes. Yes, but until next week, may you unleash your purpose to profit in business, faith, and life. Thanks for joining us for the Unleash Your Purpose podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. We'll see you next week.